Hello and welcome to another message of the Latter Rain Ministries, where we are dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. If you have any questions or just need some prayer, please feel free to write to us through our website at www.thelatterrain.org. We'd also like to make you aware that our English audio messages are now available as podcasts through iTunes. Please look for us in the Apple iTunes Store under Podcast as the Latter Rain Ministries to subscribe. Today we'll be taking a look at the last part of Proverbs chapter 31. We'll look at quite a few things through the advice that a mother gives her son as she explains to him what kind of a wife he should be looking for. Many know this passage as a description of a virtuous wife. What we will see next are the characteristics of a godly woman, which is what according to God women should strive to be. But also we will see that as Christians, as a bride we are supposed to be for Christ that we all need to be like this virtuous wife. And finally, we need to understand that as parents or as fellow Christians, that we need to raise and or mentor other people to be like this as well. Please stay with us for the next few minutes as we listen to today's message. Let us go to the Lord in prayer together. Lord God, Heavenly Father, Hallowed and glorified be your name. I praise you, O Lord, Heavenly Father, for who you are and all the different things that you do for us. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, and for his sacrifice. Lord God, for everything that you've given us through him, for the opportunity of salvation, Lord God, and for the liberty and the freedom that we have in him, Lord God. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, O oh God, that you, as always, please help us, O oh God, to understand your word, to be able to take it in with the right mindset, that our hearts may be soft and malleable, Lord God, in your hands. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord God, that you may uh, work in each of our lives, in our hearts, O oh Lord, and help us, O oh God, to just be receptive and to be sensitive to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Today we'll be looking at Proverbs chapter 31, verses 10 to 31. And this is what God's word says. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and Willingly works with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it. From her profit, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing, 
She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. As part of our first observation, we read of characteristics that describe a virtuous woman. But we read that it is very difficult to find someone like this and that their worth is greater than material possessions. Now, in general, a person should always be worth more than material possessions. But in order to convey just how valuable this person is, the comparison is made to something of great value, so we can just get an idea. There are, unfortunately, people that do not have much worth, per se, because of how they are. We can say that in the economy of people, a person is the opposite to what is described, that they are not very useful. And because this virtuous woman is hard to find, then it is understood that most people, because they have adopted evil characteristics, are not very worthy, and that we should be very careful with linking up with people that prefer to keep their evil characteristics. But what we are sharing today is not intended to condemn people, and that's never God's true point, but rather to show what a person should strive for, for their own sake. So if we continue observing, we see that this person is trustworthy, that there is nothing to worry about with him. This person comes alongside to help produce, to be of help, not to knock down or screw things up. This person does good every day, not just some days, so they are well-intentioned and consistent. This would signify that they are people of integrity. You can count on them. This person is a, a person that is a hard worker, dedicated, diligent, and does whatever is necessary to help those around them. We read that this person knows how to treat everyone around them. They are caring. They know how to deal with the things of this life, how to be productive. This person is a strong person, not necessarily physically strong, but rather of strong character. Having strong character does not mean that a person needs to be confrontational or uncooperative. That's how some people get it wrong. Having strong character implies that a person has strong godly convictions and ideals and that they are not swayed to do otherwise. They don't give in to bad influences. This in turn helps them produce things that are good. Like for instance, it says that she extends her hand to the poor and she reaches out her hands to the needy. So this person is not indifferent to the pain and needs of people and not being indifferent goes beyond saying, oh, that is so sad what is happening. It means that they go beyond a meaningless sympathetic phrase and actually go and do something about it. And because they are productive people, they have the means within their own resources to be helpful. We continue observing that this person takes care of their loved ones and in very practical ways. Many people commit the mistake that saying nice things or just listening or giving hugs and kisses, it what makes a person caring. These are good things, but this person goes beyond momentary displays of affection. They are practical helpers and caregivers. We read that this person has a very good reputation and that those that surround them 
also have good reputations because they are associated with them. This goes with that old saying, tell me who your friends are and I will tell you who you are. We see that this person's priority is strength and honor and that these person's characteristics are with clothe her and they are known to be like. And of course, wisdom comes out of their mouth, which is what the word of God is all about. We read that their family blesses them because they are a person of high esteem. And finally, we read that charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman or a person who fears the Lord will be praised. This does not mean that being charming or attractive is bad, but it cannot be the focus of a person. The inside is what truly matters, what is most important. The problem is when a person is vain and superficial. If a person wants to become virtuous like the one that is being described, they cannot look to the world and to the things of the world. They cannot depend on the world system because the world emphasizes things that are completely opposite. The world society teaches selfishness, ambition, superficiality, and to just take care of yourself because no one else will value you. These are all things that go against the very instruction God provides us through His Word. So if a person wants to become virtuous and thank God that he is in the business of changing lives, they need to look to the Lord and filter out of their lives the world and its views. So, do these verses only apply to women? Of course not. This is what women should strive to be like, but this applies to everyone, to people that mean to follow Jesus. All of the things and characteristics mentioned in this passage all relate to the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5 explains to us what should happen in a Christ follower, the things we need to abandon, and the things we need to become by remaining in the Lord. For it says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in past time, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So if we live in the Spirit, we will put away the works of the flesh. And we will produce those things that make a person virtuous before the eyes of God and men. Because again, there is no law against the fruit of the Spirit. No one will see anything wrong with we are displaying love and joy, peace and long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. 
See how these things differ dramatically from what the world teaches us? That's why we need to depend on God. We need to look to the Lord so that we are transformed. This is the problem with sin. And that's why we need to deal with sin. Because of sin, our lives are not worth very much. In essence, we're not good people. No matter how much we try to justify what we do and that we think we are not that bad or at least that we are better than the next person. Our job is not to compare ourselves to the next person nor to judge the next person. But if we want to become virtuous, people of high value, we need to then adopt the ways of God because His ways are the only things that lead to transformation regeneration, and ultimately greatness. Just look at what the Word says about what He does for us through Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So we are made new when we are in Christ, which goes beyond just believing. It means that our lives belong to Christ and that we are walking in His ways. But in order for this to happen, we cannot justify ourselves. We can't say that we are not that bad. For in doing so, then the transformation will not happen. The Bible also teaches us this in 1 John chapter 1, where it says, If we say that we have no sin. We deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He, meaning God, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and His word is not in us. These are promises because they are conditional statements for better or for worse, depending on what you choose to do. If you choose to think that you are not that bad and refuse to repent and convert completely, then you make God a liar. And of course, that is not something good. But if you do confess, if you admit and take responsibility for your sin and repent and convert to the Lord, then all is forgiven and your sins are washed away. So you have everything to gain if you're honest and deal with yourself and with God honestly. So the good news in all of this is that even though we may not start off being virtuous, but rather the total opposite, we can be made and transformed into a being, a virtuous person. Because again, God wants to change people's lives. He wants for everyone to be virtuous but He is going to let you choose what you want to be. The choice is yours, but it can only be possible through Christ. This is the hope we have in Christ, the reason for His sacrifice. He died on the cross not just to save us, but also so we can be transformed and changed and become something of great value through Him and with His help. And finally, if you have taken on the challenge to become like Christ, to be this virtuous person, to be what God has called us and made us to be, then it is necessary for you to either raise your children to become virtuous, if you have children, but also to help others get there as well. Our godly purpose as Christ followers is to help others become Christ followers as well. 
If we are the first ones in our family to come to Jesus, we are to become part of the cycle of blessing and of redemption in our families, in our circle of friends, and in our communities. The gospel should continue spreading through us. Jesus left us responsibilities as believers and followers. Mark chapter 16 says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. It also says in Matthew chapter 28, it says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So our lives in Christ have a great purpose. This doesn't mean that we will all have to drop our jobs or our careers and leave our families or go to seminary or whatever else people have told others to do in order to serve God. You need to allow yourself to be led by the Holy Spirit. If he tells you to do these drastic changes, then it will become clear to you. But many times, the Holy Spirit will guide you to serve the Lord right where you are because you may be the only person that the Lord has to reach your family, your circle of friends, your co-workers or schoolmates, or your community. If we give God first place in our lives, then we will start seeing the opportunities we have quite easily in everything that we do. And the job starts with your family. It doesn't mean that you will only work with your family because many people make that mistake also. You need to broaden your view so you are available for everything that God wants to use you in. But it does start with those closest to you, with your husband or wife, with your children, with your parents, with your siblings, and you go from there. If you are parents, then it is critical for you to strive to become an example of Christ to your children because they are watching you. Children need godly models in their lives. Remember that children are God's inheritance, so you will give an account for what you do with your children for how you raise them. If you are a man and you are married with children, then it is your job as the spiritual head of that family, as God established it, to be that spiritual leader. That's your job. It's not your wife's job or your parents' job. That's your responsibility. As men, you are supposed to be the leader, but not to boss people around or to do what you think is right. You are the leader of your family because it is a matter of responsibility. See how that differs from being male chauvinistic or dominating to what God teaches us we should be doing? And if you are a wife, you already know through today's passage what you should strive to be like. Your husband needs to depend on you. He needs to be virtuous, but you need to be virtuous as well. It's a team effort. The world influences are incredibly strong and your children need their families more than ever. And like we said before, we should not only focus on our families, but on others around us because every single person needs Jesus in their lives and they need help finding God's purpose for their own lives. Basically, we all need each other. We're all in this together. So if we are living for God's purposes, then we understand just how short time is and how we may definitely need to start shifting priorities around because of the value of things. The most valuable thing in this world 
are not possessions or fame or power or anything that has to do with the temporary and superficial world. The most valuable things are the souls of people, their spirit, where they will spend eternity and will they be ready to participate in that eternal world that is coming very soon. God and eternity should be at the very top of our list every day and all the time. That's why the most important commandments, which we repeat many times for obvious reasons, are these. Mark chapter 12 says, Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second like it is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. This is what life is truly about. This is the answer to our existence. There is no other answer. And if you don't strive to make this the center and focus of your life, then you will always lead an incomplete and unfulfilling life. But if you choose to look for Jesus Christ, then you will know why you exist. As we finish looking at this book of Proverbs, and this very last segment of it, we learn very valuable lessons that teach us how to live life wisely. The great value in wisdom is that the benefits are for both the temporary world and the eternal world. Through today's main passage, we are shown an image of what ultimately Christ is trying to shape in every believer. We all have issues. We all have things that we need to get rid of and to continue to strive for. We can never settle for the sin that is still within us. For in doing so, we will not fulfill the great purpose we were made for. God has incredible plans for each and every one of us. He wants to make everyone into people of high value and integrity. His goal is not to destroy people because He loves us, but rather He wants to change people, to transform them, to make them new and different. Jeremiah chapter 29 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. When you finally come to understand that God loves you and that he wants good for you, then you will desire to look for him and establish a personal, intimate and daily relationship with him. My most excellent advice to you is to make the choice to seek God earnestly and diligently, obeying His word so you can become the great and awesome person He has designed you to become. Let's pray. Lord, I give you thanks and I praise you, O Heavenly Father, for your goodness and your mercy and your grace. And Lord, I give you thanks because your, your love is limitless. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks for your instruction. Because like the loving and caring Father that you are, you, you teach us, you, you try to lead us, O oh Lord, to the things that are, that are ultimately good for us and for those around us. Heavenly Father, help us, O oh Lord, to be able to understand that your will, your ways are life to us. 
Heavenly Father, help us to understand that, that Jesus Christ is the meaning to life itself, to our lives, Heavenly Father. That no matter how much we look to fill our lives with so many other things, even if those things might seem that they're good, the only person that can fill our lives and make us complete and find the purpose for why we were made is Jesus Christ. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you help us to be virtuous people. Help us, O Lord, to be transformed into what you want to make each and every one of us like. Help us, O Lord, also to understand that as we follow you, as we look to obey you, that we help others around us get to Jesus Christ. That we are not ashamed to share our faith with others, Lord God. That they too may be able to find the answers that they're looking for. And that they might find the reason and the purpose for their own lives, Heavenly Father. That we may just continue, Lord God, just the cycle of grace and of mercy. That, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord God, that you may just... Help us again to just understand, Lord God. Help us, O oh Lord. I give you thanks and I praise you, O oh God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please join us again next time as we continue looking into God's Word together. Please feel free to write to us through our website if you have any questions or just need some prayer. Our web address again is www.thelatterrain.org. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. The Lord is near. May God bless you.